Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Abilities Unleashed with JJ and Yehuda. I'm your co-host, JJ Isaac, and Yehuda Gelman is here as well. How are you doing, Yehuda? I'm doing well. How are you, JJ? All right. It's been a little bit of time. Uh, a little bit, been a little bit since we've been, but uh, we're back. Yeah. I hear we have an exciting one this week. Yeah, JJ, we why don't you tell us about it? Very exciting, very exciting guest this week. Um, we're here. We're going to hear from Ellie Klein, the director of development for the organization in Israel called Ale, director of development for USA and Canada. He's going to tell us a lot about the great programming that they have to offer. And I don't want to say I don't want to say too much, but I want I would like him to explain, you know, all about his organization, the great programs. When we spoke last week, to, we had this idea to put him on the show. I spoke with him. And it was really, really cool just to hear everything that this organization does. And it was really, really cool just to, like, start understanding about the programs that they offer. Very, very interesting things. Very cool things. So please, uh, let's, without further ado, how you doing, Ellie? Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, it's especially fitting to be on a show called Abilities Unleashed, because that's really what Ale is about. Um, Ale is Israel's network of care for children with severe complex disabilities, and very often <coughs> these children, this population, is overlooked, but Ale's entire mission is about finding those abilities, finding the ability within the disability, and helping them maximize their potential. So it couldn't be a better shidduch if we tried. That's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's what we're about. That's that's what we're all about. So thank, thanks for coming okay, on. So we appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. So First tell us a about, couple words about, about it. Yeah, sure. Sure. A couple words about Ale. So Ale is an Israel-based organization. Um, it was founded in 1982 by a bunch of parents who realized that the kinds of care that they needed for their parents, their their children, with severe complex disabilities, just simply didn't exist. And again, we're talking in the 80s, really in any country, but definitely in Israel, disability was still something that was swept under the rug. So even when there were organizations or government assistance that did help with the disability community, it still was kind of in the shadows. And all I wanted to do two things. One is it wanted to provide the level of care that would really assist these children and their families. And two is to push forth the idea of inclusion, the idea of integration, before it was popular. Um, now, over 35 years later, uh, as Israel's network of care for children with severe complex disabilities, we have four rehabilitative and residential centers across Israel in Jerusalem, Nebrak, Gidera, and the Negev. We serve over 750 children with multiple disabilities. Um, and what that means is they are in our residential and educational framework. And as I was telling you, JJ, when we were talking before the show, a lot of people initially make the jump and they're like, wait a second, this is a residential place? This is, this is a center where people where the kids live? Yes, it is their home and their family 24-7, 365. But that's not a bad thing because it's a true partnership with the parents. The parents understand, like the initial, the first parents, the pioneers who helped found Ale, they understand that the kinds of care, medical, rehabilitative, 
social, vocational, the kind of care that they need for their kids just day in and day out and to push them towards their greatest potential, they can't give them at home and they can't do it alone. They, they are searching out to find just people who can help them, professionals who can help them and give their kids the care that they need. And um, very often someone will ask me, well, what does that mean, a partnership? So let's just start from the beginning. First of all, the whole idea, when it enters into a parent's head, you know, they, they need something like this. What does it mean? It means that they're stressed at home. They realize that the child needs high level, the highest level of medical care just to make sure that on a daily basis they're cared for appropriately. They have what they need. They can eat. It means that they are nonverbal and need to have the, the kinds of professionals who can help them communicate, help them get at what they want. Can you imagine what it's like? how frustrating it is to want to communicate, to, to have the ability to understand, to compute, but not to be able to get that out and have parents who are trying so hard to help the child, but they can't because they don't have the skills. So also with physical disabilities, they, they are realizing that, that the house, that the environs are just not set up for the child with disabilities. So they, they are seeking out partners where the child can go and the child can be and have that level of care they need to grow and thrive. But beyond that, it allows the family structure to, to, to remain intact in a way that it needs to be. Because in, in most families where you have a child with disabilities, you have other children who don't. And those children need attention too. So even if you have a family that are willing to totally devote themselves to the child, which is incredibly commendable. What that means, and we've seen it a lot, is it is a total, um, really it's degradation of the entire family structure where the other siblings are not paid attention to. They don't get the attention they deserve. They start to resent the child with disabilities, which is counterproductive. And of course, the parents, husband and wife, can't act like husband and wife. They're always focused on the one child are always focused on their other children being worried about that one child and not getting attention. It's just everything is stirred up. So what it does is it relieves that tension in the home and at the same time gives the child what they need. And the parents as full partners come to Allah whenever they want. They come, they visit the child, they take the child home. What it is is it allows them to live their best life and give the child his or her best life as well. Um, and at Allah, again, it's a residential center. Uh, there's residential living. There's medical care, again, at the highest level. 24-7, there are doctors and nurses on staff to make sure that the uh, daily care that needs to be given to each child with each individual uh, disability can be taken care of appropriately. And in addition to that, if there's emergency medicine that needs to be uh, administered, that, uh, that takes taken care of as well. Um, there's rehabilitative and therapeutic treatments. Uh, it is a fully functional special education school where in addition to the hundreds of children who live at Allah, there are other children in the community who come in to be part of this incredible um, environment of learning and caring and loving, and they get special education, and then they go home to their families. There's wow. vocational training opportunities. 
And then there's social and cultural activities. That's where the inclusion, that's where the integration comes in. There's being day in, day out with kids like them, volunteers who are sometimes very often their own age, but have the ability to, to help them, help them have fun, help them communicate, and then get them out physically into the community. Go to a park, go to a march, go to a run, the Jerusalem Marathon, the Tel Aviv Marathon, um, go to a movie, go to you know, the beach, you name it, they get them out there. They're no longer in the shadows, they're, they're integrated in the community, and we push that out there. And as we'll talk about in a few minutes, um, also empowering youth in the community, high school youth throughout Israel, to be part of this, to be part of this whole revolution of pulling these kids out of the shadows into the light and putting them not just on the stage but in the spotlight. Well, that's really amazing. That's really cool. <clears throat> so, Ellie, um, could you maybe talk about your uh, the Tikkun Olam program? Absolutely. Tell us okay. a little. Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. So, as we said again, the the main idea behind Aleh is giving children with severe disabilities, with multiple disabilities, the best possible care. That means making sure that they are advancing to the best of their ability. And we're talking about kids who don't just have a physical disability or a cognitive disability or a sensory disability or an intellectual disability. They have multiple things at once. There's, there's a lot here. And as such, there's, there's a lot for us to, to work on and, to, and to, to invest in in order to move them forward. But if we only keep all of the incredible advancements that happen within our lab, the little miracles that happen day in and day out to ourselves, then all this is happening in a vacuum. What we want to do is we want to take it outside. Again, that's the idea of inclusion, of integration, of pushing things out and showing others the power that is in inclusion, powers of disability, inclusion, equity, and access, Develop, developing a world structure, a societal structure where we're thinking about with those with disabilities when we build buildings, when we develop programming, when we develop educational programming, when we think about um, how we're going to um, set up different programming for the different Jewish holidays, for municipal holidays, building public parks, you name it. So the idea behind the Tikkun Olam program is empowering youth, high school youth, to start thinking this way while they're young. We always talk about how, unfortunately, adults are kind of set in their ways. And no matter how many, you know, lobbyists you can get to the lawmakers to kind of change their mind, whatever changes they make may be fleeting because then they might hear something else and change their mind again. But when you have it integrated into the way you think and feel and live as a child, as a teenager, it becomes part of you, you understand it and you want to push it forward your entire life. So the Tikkun Alum program is developed to empower high school youth to be agents of change in their communities, starting in their schools, then in their shuls, synagogues, congregations, push it out as far as they can to their municipalities and beyond so that they're showing the adults, follow our lead, do what we do, and ultimately, when they become in adults and powers of, of 
uh, positions of power, they'll be able to, having lived this life their entire time, continue on and lay out this legacy of incredible inclusion. So the way it works is it starts in schools with lecturers, both lecturers coming from um, Aleh and other organizations that we partner with, Ministry of Education and others, to start talking about disabilities. What is a disability? Of course, when you reach the age of 12, 13, 14, 15, you've seen someone with a disability. You've seen someone in the community who has a disability. But the question is, did you actually understand what you saw? So the program, which starts with inspiring lectures and videos in schools, raises the question, what is disability, and answers it by talking about what does it mean physically, biologically, physiologically, what does it mean to have a disability, and then treatments, therapies, what do they do, and what can't they do? Once they have a better understanding of what disability means and what it doesn't mean, what limitations are not on someone with disabilities, they then talk about disability inclusion. Now, with disability inclusion, there's also a lot of thoughts and feelings that go along with it. And there's a lot of class discussion, a lot of journaling, a lot of independent thought that's requested of the students for them to kind of get over some of their biases. Even at young ages, they've developed biases against certain things in our world, in our society. And it challenges them to start thinking about disability inclusion and what it means for the person with a disability, for his or her family, and for society at large how it can really alter our society. Once they, they work on that, they work through that, then take it to the next level. There are challenges. Some of them are physically going out and meeting with individuals with disabilities. Now with a new understanding, to put it in a new light, when you meet someone with a disability, now I get it. But beyond that, something that we think is both fun and incredibly educational is at these different schools, we have a day where we challenge the students to have a disability for a day. So we put on uh, blindfolds and have them try to make their way around their schools with blind canes. We put them in wheelchairs and have them try to navigate an obstacle course. We put on noise-canceling head headphones and have them try to attempt to either use sign language or some other way to communicate. Um, we have them involved in what's called a sensory meal, where we do things like tying their hands behind their back and other different things to re restrict them and restrain them and still have them attempt to eat the meal as normally as they can. And once they go through these experiences, once they've had this for a full day, they come out of it changed. They understand even a little bit what it's like to feel restricted, restrained, removed from the world that they knew. And then they are geared and ready for the next stage, which is the final project for the year. This is a full year-long program. You can't just shoot it at a student. It has to be little by little over the course of the year. But their oh, final wow. project is to, take, is to take everything that they knew and everything that they, they now learned, and they pour it into a challenge of developing their own disability inclusion programming. Now, here in Israel, 
It's geared towards uh, ninth graders. Um, there's been over 100,000 ninth graders who have done it across the country. It is so popular and is so impactful and so effective that it is marching towards becoming mandated as as uh, mandatory curriculum. Well, um, Ali, if I could jump, if I could just jump in on that, um, yeah, on these ninth graders, do you see a lasting effect? Do you like revisit those ninth graders when they're in twelfth grade to see if they're still at maintain that measure of sensitivity or awareness? A hundred percent. Again, we're we are in the our third year already, so we have some ninth graders who are already eleventh graders, and they're still just as passionate. And in their final projects, what they did incredible stuff. It's things that even adults couldn't do. For example, some of them put together um, fully accessible Purim carnivals. They realized that in their school, every time there was a Purim carnival, it wasn't accessible. Kids with disabilities, varying abilities, couldn't go in and enjoy themselves. So they made it so that every single attraction, every single game was developed in a way that it could be enjoyed by children with varying abilities. They also developed uh, incredible uh, two planting activities where they actually took the Alec kids and kids from other centers out into nature and they made it fully accessible. They first of all found um, public parks and nature trails that were accessible and then they made the actual planting activity itself fully accessible. They spoke to their local municipalities and they said they identified parks that were inaccessible and they said this has got to change. And things started to move. Things that adults couldn't do we're, we're marching forward. We're moving forward. And these same kids who in ninth grade came in with certain biases and were kind of afraid to be in the driver's seat, now in 11th grade, this is already second nature to them. They are, they are volunteering constantly with Allah and other organizations. They are always thinking along these lines. They, they truly have, in their school and in their communities, become ambassadors for disability inclusion. It is always on their minds. If they see some place that has a broken ramp, that's not okay. If they see some place that only has stairs, no working elevator, they speak up. If they figure out that certain programming would not appeal to their friends, and they are now all friends in Allah, they speak up because they are now part of this movement of pushing forward with disability inclusion. That's absolutely incredible. Now, Ellie, a couple of years ago, I, I had the privilege of partaking in um, an inclusion summit based in Boston um, where there was a table set up from with Tikkun Olam. That was the first time I've ever heard of such a program. Um, I'm wondering if that was you guys. Um, it's, it was from the Ruderman Inclusion Summit. Ah, so, no, I mean, Tikkun Olam is a, is a word that's thrown out a lot. Everyone wants to hope that, you know, we have the keys to changing the world. Their program is, is a little bit different. Um, they, they run incredible programming. Uh, but, no, our Tikkun Olam program um, was developed three years ago, again, 2016, by the Ministry of Education and Allah. Full curriculum was developed by Allah. Um, we have not yet been at any of those kinds of fairs because we really wanted to make sure that it worked here in Israel, and boy, does it work. And now that we know that it does, as I was telling JJ a couple days ago, we want to take the next step. And the next step is to introduce it 
into American schools, into the American Jewish community. Yeah, he so really wanted me, to cross North. He wanted to cross North America. Right. I, yeah. When you were telling me that, it was it was tr- really amazing to me because here here in America, like when I was in elementary school, I was a young kid. We had, I think, we were one of the first schools actually in my area to do it. But we had kids with um, you know cognitive intellectual disabilities, etc., come to school and like interact with us a little bit. That was like the most. And we had you know people. Uh, we had a, a man who was blind who came to speak with us and explain to us about his you know how he lives his life. But it, for us in, in here in America, it never went beyond the lecture or the the brief interaction we had that day. You know, and kind of so to hear you talk about this, you know, to have this whole really educating the next generation in in, in a really global way, yeah, um, is really cool to me. Very interesting. So yeah, so tell so us I how you to... want to bring it to to America. Like, what's your? Yeah, I right. know you're the development so, of USA Canada. So <laughs> right. So I had I had the same experience growing up, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, and growing up I had the same exact experience. There's kind of two tracks for Jewish leadership when I was growing up. Um, there were tracks for, for Kiruv, for Jewish outreach, and for working with the disability community. But it was a, a lot like what you were saying. It was very surface. It was on the surface, and it was impactful, but it was something that I couldn't, this is my own admission to my own shame, I couldn't connect with at that stage in life. Um, Later on, as an adult, I realized that there were two things going on in my mind as a kid. One is a little bit of jealousy, to be honest, because I saw my friends who were uh, involved in the track for, for working with individuals with disabilities, and my body was saying, you can't, but my heart was saying, please, I want to. I really want to, because... With Jewish outreach, as we all know, it is incredibly worthwhile. And now, 20, 30 years later, I see a lot of the people that I, I worked with in different programs are now living incredibly beautiful Jewish lives with their Jewish families and Jewish children, and it's totally worthwhile. But at that moment in time, when you're standing there as a teenager and trying your very best, you don't know if you're making a difference. You're hoping and praying, quite literally sometimes praying, to make sure it's actually moving forward. Right. But with, when you're working with the disability community, you see immediate, but immediate impact. You know that you changed their day today, and that's what it's all about. And it's, it's so incredibly important to understand that that is what we're empowering these, these kids with in, in Alez Tikkun Olam program, the ability to make a difference right now today. And this is the kind of thing we want to move in to the North American community. Um, what we have in mind is we have this full curriculum. The curriculum is, is not just focused on the students. It's actually focused on the teachers as well. There's teacher training because in order to really appropriately teach what we're trying to get across here, disability inclusion, the teachers themselves have to kind of get over certain biases. They have to do a lot of the thinking that we, that we talked about before on their own before they start implementing this program in North America. Right, or what it means is all... On it. Yeah. Exactly. So all of these, the little techniques that we've developed, special educators, 
here in Israel, the top of the top. The, the little techniques that were developed, the messaging that needs to be throughout, the way that the students need to be handled when they're dealing with different feelings, and, of course, having the teachers, again, deal with their own feelings before they start teaching such a program, all that has to be dealt with ahead of time, so there's teacher training, and all these things like the sensory meal and that kind of stuff that they do themselves. And that's actually a fascinating thing to watch, to watch adults to go through this process, and they go through a little quicker because they have to get on with it and launch into, into teaching, but they too exit it changed, totally changed. Oh, so after the you teacher, do the, You do the sensory meal and the whole experiential stuff with the teachers also? We have to because right. they have to understand wow. what the kids wow. are going to be feeling when they do it. And right. when they feel this as teachers, you know, they have to feel like, you know, we've, we've got this. We've got it together. We know what we're doing. But then they go to a, something like a sensory meal and they're like, whoa, we do not got this. This is, <laughs> this is, this is, this is tough stuff. This yeah. is, whoa, this is out of our, out of the realms of what we usually did. And even those who have specialized in special education themselves have said that this is, this is another level up. This is the next level. Um, there are student journals. Um, there's experiential workshops. Um, there's a lot of different things that go into this, but the base of it, of the T. Cornelon program, is an incredible curriculum. And that curriculum, we'd like to gift wrap, put a bow on it, and hand it to the Jewish community in the tri-state and beyond. We really want this across North America because we think that in any way that it can be implemented, whether the full program over the course of a year or perhaps just a really solid um, programming for the month of February for Jewish Disability Awareness Acceptance and Inclusion Month, JDAM, or anything in between, any level in between, we want to help be the partners to bring that forward. For no other reason than we see that it works here, we love how it works here, and it's just silly to hold on to something like this. When you have a treasure like this, you have to share it. So we want to share it with the North American Jewish community, um, and uh, we'll do anything we can to make it work, again, at any level. Full program, great programming for the month of February for JDAME, or anything in between. Um, thus far, have spoken with schools, shuls, congregations, uh, up and down the East Coast and across the country, and we've heard people saying, please, we're dying for this stuff. Because there's, in addition to the, the curriculum necessities, there are, there are certain mandates they have from the government. They have to start talking about inclusion. Um, and, and other issues. Now, how do you propose, around, I'm sorry I'm jumping in, how do you propose sure. um, bringing it to the U.S.? Is that something that you guys would be doing or you're, you're looking to partner with organizations and entities here in the United States? So it's interesting because as I've been having these conversations with different people in different cities and states, I've heard different kinds of things. There are some congregations and some schools that say, you know what, we want to do it right here. We're going to do the whole program, and we're going to be your direct partner. There are other communities where a federation will say, you know what? We want to be the direct partner and help you be, and have, like, be your arm to make sure that you touch everyone in the entire area. There are still other areas where they say, you know what? Tikkun Olam, the way you described it, it's a lot. Maybe we need to start with a smaller program. Maybe just a programming for JDAM 
or maybe just twinning bar and bat mitzvahs, which we do a lot of, which are so impactful. Um, on the the most important part of a young Jew's life, when you go from childhood to adulthood, taking on this kind of responsibility and using that power to twin with a with a child just like you with severe complex disabilities in Israel, it's an incredible connection to to Israel, an incredible connection to Chesed, but really it's an incredible connection. It's the bridge from youth to adulthood. So right. they want me to something. That on your, sorry, I'm jumping in. I saw that on your uh, on your info you sent me. I was interested in that. What what in what is entailed in that program of like the bar and bat mitzvah kids? What do they do to twin with those kids with disabilities, and how do they get involved? Just because because you know I know for me, just to simply be educated about disabilities in America is is something that's missing. Right. And I, I think it's you know it's something that's sorely needed. So I just want to know, like, how do you guys do it in terms of that twin program? So in terms of the Tikkun Olam, the reason that so many of these educators and, and heads of schools are seeing that as maybe a great soft launch for Tikkun Olam is because it has a lot of the same elements. It reframes what it's like to, to connect with an individual with disabilities. Um, it starts with, you know, the, the parents or in some, t- some cases it's an entire class in a school or class in a Jewish day school in a, in a congregation that reaches out to us and say, you know, we have four girls or, or six boys having bar bat mitzvahs and we want all of our b'nai mitzvah to, to twin with someone in Allah. It starts with them. For those of you tuning in right out. now, um, this is uh, JJ and Yehuda with Abilities Unleashed. We're on the air together with Ellie Klein, the Director of Development for U.S. and Canada of ALE um, and the Tikkun Olam program. Sorry, Ellie, you were saying. No problem. So, so when, you have the, when you have any relationship between kids, right, back in the day, we used to have pen pals, right? Now, things have gone a lot more fast, and you can send uh, videos. You can say you can Skype. You can video message in many other ways. You can send pictures and voicemails and anything to connect them. The child with disabilities, through their, their helpers, the, the medical staff or the uh, volunteers at Allah, um, help the child connect with the child or children who are twinning with them in the U.S. And they send videos back and forth. And it's a beautiful thing because you see that it starts to work almost instantly. The first message from the, the bar the twin, the, the American child, the North American child, is a little awkward at first. But as it goes back and forth and back and forth, and they realize that I'm just talking to another kid, you already see the magic of the connection. You already see the magic of trying to relate to another person as another person. It doesn't matter what their abilities or disabilities. They're another person. And as they go on and they talk about what they like and what they dislike, they start to connect the bonds, make a developed bond. Now, in the ideal cases, the, the child from North America or children will be able to come to Allah. That happens some of the time. Some of the time they can't. And we know this ahead of time, so we develop programming whereby the child with a disability from Alec can be mentioned at the bar or bat mitzvah party. They talk about what it's been like to connect with him or her. 
what, what I've been feeling, what I've learned about myself, what I've learned about disability inclusion and need for a world that is focused on disability inclusion, access, and care. Um, but all of these twinnings are based behind a mitzvah project. Sometimes the mitzvah project is straight raising money, funds, for specific things. So, for example, they might find out that a child loves um, puppy therapy, right? That for certain kids, this is how they really get through to them. A kid with uh, sensory issues, it might be, this is how they get through to them, how they, they, they push the child forward. Or hydrotherapy, or equine therapy, you know, horseback riding. And they, they want to make sure that this child and or their entire special, special education class gets that level of care that they need, and they want to fund it for several months, a year, two years, and they put a dollar amount on it, and they raise towards that. And all those, so how can our listeners get involved? Sorry. Right, exactly. If they, this is a way of them, of them making sure that the entire, their entire class is involved, their entire community is involved. They talk about, they talk about it with their family. But the point is, it's more than just money. It's a vehicle. It gives them the ability to talk about it regularly with people in the life that they care about and they want to share this with. Sometimes it's straight money. Sometimes in addition to the money or before the money, there's, there's a project. They gather together all the bat mitzvah girls in their class and they make beautiful things. One time we had a girl who made pillowcases. She bought beautiful white pillowcases, crisp white pillowcases, and they decorated them and sent them ahead to Wale, so to make sure that they knew that they loved them, and when they went to sleep at night, they were sleeping on their pillowcases. Right, well, we have. Those, I mean, these sorry, are the, I just want to want to jump in for a second. All those programs you mentioned, like hydrotherapy and equine, all those things are something that can be done at Aleph for those kids. Yes. So they right. So all they, the you're, things, you're saying the kids learn about them from connecting with their twin at Aleph. Exactly. They learn that this, that this child this child needs hydrotherapy. Why? Well, because he or she is sitting in a, in, a, in a wheelchair out of necessity all day, and it's their opportunity each and every day to get out of the chair, to fear, feel the weightlessness, to be able to stretch, to do certain exercises they can't do when they're in the chair, to build muscle mass, to even help develop their ability to communicate. At the, at the edge of the pool, at our hydrotherapy pools, we have boards for AAC, which is Alternative Augmented Communication. We have these boards all around every single LS center, but they're front and center at the pool because at the pool, just like every kid, you have a lot of things that you need to communicate. You need to communicate, I'm cold, I'm scared, I'm hot, I want to splash, I want to stop splashing, I want to do this exercise with you or that exercise with you. And they have the ability, even though the large majority of our kids are nonverbal, we find other ways to help them communicate. So, yes, these children who are reaching bar and bat mitzvah, they learn about hydrotherapy and what it does for their body and what it does for them to connect, for these children to connect with the world, to find a way to communicate, and how even something like going to the pool helps them push that forward. And it's mind-blowing when you understand this and we understand that a place like Allah has thought about every single little detail like this. Right. That's really incredible. How, so tell us, how, how can someone, besides, I mean, obviously, besides for <clears throat> obviously going on aled.org, how can our listeners, you know, learn more about this and get involved and try to, you know, participate in, in whatever they can? Because the stuff you're telling us is incredible, and it's really, really amazing stuff. 
So I would like to, you know, try to offer from you, how can someone jump right in and get involved? Because I always remember until I got sick, I was never, I was never that kid. Like you said, I was always that kid that, you know, sort, sort of how you explained it. I was, I was that kid that really, like my heart says I want to get involved, but I don't know how to talk to the kid or I don't know how to relate to them. Or, right. you know, I can't, I can't, like, I couldn't bring myself to go to the next level to, to, to get really involved. So the, the, I think the, the most, you know, the most important part is really to normalize, you know, communication with these kids and really, you know, get them talking, just talking with a kid with a disability, with a child, you know, on any level is, is amazing. So how can, how can someone like just jump in and get involved? hundred percent. Just for a second to relate to what you just said, our actual slogan in English is all people, no limits. That's the whole idea behind what we're doing is to, to make people understand that every single person is a person. Every single person has the ability to grow and develop. Everyone's potential is going to be different. And that's what it's important to understand for these kids. Their potential is going to be different perhaps than the kid your listeners are looking at right now at home. These kids, their greatest potential might be walking with a walker a couple of steps, or it might be somewhere down the line helping feed themselves. Or it might even be that the only part of their body that can move is their eyes, but they use their eyes to communicate through our high-tech technology that we, that we work with with the children. Um, and, of course, there's, there's no limits. That once you see this, once you see the, the humanity in each and every person, and in yourself, we can really push any kid to the next level. So, yes, right. Aleh dot org is where you get general information about Aleh, who we are, what we do. Um, if you're in Israel, of course, come visit us, whether you're coming during any of the Chagim, any of the Yom Tovim, you're walking around on, on Sukkot or Pesach looking for something to do. You call me up, you let me know, I will take you on a tour. It'll be my absolute pleasure. If you're having a bar by mitzvah and want a twin, you can also call me. But there's also a direct website, which you can get to through aleh.org, but you can also get to directly. It's called alehmitzvah.org. And alehmitzvah.org spells out all the different ways that you can get involved as a bar by mitzvah. Twinning, volunteering, um, even if you're not a bar bar mitzvah, you're just having, let's say, an 80th birthday, a 90th birthday, and you want to dedicate that birthday, you can do that too. Because, of course, as we talked this entire time about that the kids are our future here and we want to invest in them, but really anyone at any age, it's time for all of us to pick up the mantle of disability inclusion and to realize that we need to all together to march this forward. Because all too often... We say words like, oh, yes, I totally believe that everyone is created B'Tel HaMelechim in the image of God. Or, of course, V'Haftalorecha Kamochaz is so important. I want to treat everyone else like I'd want to be treated myself. But these mantras that we, that we live by as Jews, we have to make sure we're actually living them and not just saying them. And the way to start that is perhaps through a connection with Allah. And I would love to facilitate that with individuals with B'nai Mitzvah, with school principals, with educators and special educators, 
heads of foundations, heads of federations. We want to make sure that everyone who can can actually come and see Allah and be touched by it personally. And even those who can't, perhaps they can do the Tikkun Olam program in their own community and help us advance disability inclusion, equity, and access in a way like it's never been before where they live. That's absolutely incredible. Ellie, once again, we want to thank you for taking the time on your busy Friday to coming on with us. Um, and, um, you know, unfortunately, I, I, we could really converse for hours because you have so much to offer um, to our listeners. Um, unfortunately, we are, you know, short on time. But we do want to leave our listeners off with, again, just a reminder that um, all this information and more can be found on their website at aled.org and alemitzvah.org. Am I forgetting anything else, Ellie? That's it. And we really do look forward to hearing from you. I'll just leave you with one quick story, if I can. And it's really, it'll, it'll really encapsulate everything that we talked about here today. It's really about giving these, giving these children, children with severe complex disabilities, those who in the past had been forgotten about, giving them the opportunity to find their voice, to find their abilities. There's one incredible story that happened this year in LA that is really mind-blowing. There's a little girl, 11 years old, her name is Anat. She was actually not a resident of LA, but she came every single day to the special education school. And her mother dropped her off, and she seemed super excited one special morning. And the special education teacher saw that she looked particularly happy and wheeled Anat, who was in a wheelchair, and she's one of those I spoke about before, who really can only move her eyes, totally nonverbal, can't reach, can't move most of her body, but her eyes can move, and her eyes are always full of life. And she put her, like every morning, in front of her retinal scanning camera so that she could use her special computer. She gets to choose numbers and letters and other characters and pictures of her family, and that's how she communicates. And the more that they use that with her, the better she gets at it. So she set her up in front of her computer one day, and then she went on to set up the next kid. And within seconds after she set her up, she heard come out of Anath's computer, I want to go to the mall. A little strange. She never heard that before. She thought maybe there's some kind of glitch in the program. She went over, rebooted it, started again, went over to the next child in line to set up his computer again. And again, I want to go to the mall. Couldn't be a glitch two times in a row. So she went back to Anat and she asked her, really, Anat, you want to go to the mall? Who do you want to go to the mall with? Anat excitedly went to the folder that had the pictures of her family and chose her mother and all of her siblings. At this point, teacher, baffled, called up the mom and said, I'm so sorry to bother you, but Anat is saying something. Does it make sense that she wants to go to the mall with you? And her siblings? On the other side of the line, her mom broke down in tears and said, I went to the mall with them just yesterday with Anat and her siblings. We were, were buying clothes and buying school supplies. And I didn't know if Anat understood what we were doing or, or enjoyed it, if she really, really had a, any idea of, of what this experience was. And now I know that she enjoyed it. And of course, 
we're going to go back. Because if she enjoyed it that much that she pushed herself, she pushed herself to communicate that with me, we're going to reward that, obviously, with making sure she gets what she wants. And when they picked her up from school, they went there, they had a great time at the mall for day two, and they not knowing that she had found her voice was that much more communicative and it pushed her forward. And she's growing each and every day. So Allah is a place where children with disabilities are able to find their voices. And this is the kind of thing that we want to spread throughout North America. We want people to understand this concept. There's always an ability within the disability and you, whoever you are, has the ability to help this community, to help the disability community move things forward, to get to their greatest potentials. And by doing so, you'll get to your own greatest potential. It'll improve who you feel that you are as a person. It'll enhance your soul. It'll allow you to be one of those angels who cares for the kids of Allah. Wow, that's really incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that story. Thank you so much for joining us at Abilities Unleashed. And like you said, it's Thank really you. true. I was, I was that, I was one of those kids. So anybody who's listening, you know, I was a kid that really didn't think he could connect to a child with a severe disability. So in any way that anyone could get involved, just go up on aled.org, look it up, see how you can get involved. And thank you so much, Ellie, for coming on. And My a lot pleasure. of hatzlacha, thank you. A lot of hatzlacha and Shabbat Shalom. Thank you so much. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you so much, Ellie. Shabbat Shalom. Shana Tova. Bye. Take care. Wow. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Really amazing. Um, Yehudi, you still with me? Yes, I'm still with you. All right. Well, that was really, really incredible things. Really, really amazing. Intense. Very, yes. Very intense. Very, very intense. But uh, we um, thanks, everybody, for joining us at Abilities Unleashed. Amazing, amazing stuff. Get involved any way you can. Aled.org. And take care, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Bye. Until next time.